The next train to Tangent City departs in one minute. This is an unlimited service that may stop at reviews, spoilers, and swearing. Passengers traveling with young or conservative travel companions are reminded to read the show description before embarking on any journey to Tangent City. I think we've lost the crackles. Ah, That's good. Yes. Snap, crackle, and pop. Yes. Those pretzels were delicious. Oh, they were so good. <sighs> peanut um, butter, peanut butter pretzels. Who's num, 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 num. good? I Just, love peanut butter anything. Really? I'm not a peanut butter fan. Mm. Do you guys like parsley, though? <laughs> I love parsley. Well, that's good. I like it in some stuff. I didn't eat a lot of it until I started getting the this little pea went to market boxes, and they put parsley in a lot of their salads. Like just chop up herbs and put it into a salad. Just just so you know, this is not for you, Lewis. This is mainly for for Cat and Cecilia. Please don't put parsley in your vagina. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So Marie Claire, the magazine, has um, has been called, criticised as being irresponsible. But, guys, this is a serious. I know. I'm just. It's a serious conversation. No, okay. Serious face. It is serious, dudes, <sighs> okay. because what if people are putting parsley in their vaginas so and what, they're what's not Marie aware? Done? So they've told, they are saying that you can use parsley, put it in your vagina, and it induces periods as oh. it can soften the cervix and, and kickstart your period. So I guess that, I, I guess if you're not home, hormonally like on the right rhythm, you can, but doctors have said advised against it, I guess, because, well, I haven't read the whole article, but I imagine inserting anything other than a <laughs> penis or a dildo. <laughs> It's not a, a good idea. <laughs> or a tampon. But, you know, I just remember. Your finger. It- <laughs> Sorry, you went there. I did. I did. So, so, so you're saying, so uh, to bullies out of the question? <laughs> you know what? That could be a good Kegel exercise. You put the tabouli in and you have to hold it in. <laughs> What about, what about cilantro? Or, 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 you know, we, we what are you, American? Rocket, we call it, don't we? The, no, no, right? coriander. Coriander, oh. coriander, yeah. yeah. Well, look, I advise not because it does taste like soap to some people and you really shouldn't put soap in your vagina. Yeah, yeah. It is Correct. a self-cleaning mechanism. And mint's out of the question. Completely. Oh. Yes. Oh, no, chili. mint. Oh, really? <laughs> he got this mint body wash oh. and it seemed like such a great idea at the time. For him, and <laughs> and I used some, and I wanted to kill him because oh, it's yeah. not that no, nice. No, we won't Ouchies. we won't go into yeah. detail. I think but we can all assume what happens. It, the article sort of reminds me of um, Gwyneth Paltrow's oh. Goop website, where she was suggesting put people rocks. put some rocks inside your vagina because I don't know why, um, but just in general, try not to insert things that are not really supposed to be in there. Yeah. In there. Yeah, I that's, think that's just a general rule. Sound advice. Same with your bum too. <laughs> flared bases, people. Flared bases. What? <laughs> oh no! Now you're going to explain it to her. Well, it's because people keep. There people, goes Rachel's yeah, innocence. People keep on ending up in the hospital with things inserted up their bums, uh, and then they can't get them out. And the reason is, is because the, the the way that the, the bum works, it kind of like seals things off. And pull things in, kind of thing. So, if so it, it sucks it up into the abdomen. Exactly. If you don't have a flared base to trap it, uh, you know, at the end, then you suck it up in, and then you've got an embarrassing trip to the hospital, which is no, no one wants that. There, and you're going to uh, end up on one of those X-ray things. Yeah. <laughs> X-ray nightmare. There was one recently going around on Facebook where something was inserted into somebody's bottom, and they actually had to operate and remove it through yeah. the abdomen. Yeah. Wow. Because that's what happens. Yeah. 
And don't don't say I tripped and fell on it. Mm. I'm sorry. I tripped and fell. Just be honest and say we were having some sexy playtime. And it just happened. Or even I was having some sexy yeah. playtime because I, know. I get the idea that that's where a lot of those things come from. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. I just like when you see pictures of somebody who's inserted a doll up their bum, <laughs> it's kind of like it's weird because you, you, you can't, like if they lose the grip. Why a doll? Because it's got legs. <laughs> I'm sorry. Are you sticking at legs first? No, no, no. You, so you're saying that Barbie's feet don't act as a flared base? No, no, no. I, I, I think. Well, you could spread the legs out so it doesn't go further in. But you see, you see, like see, your butt muscles are really strong, so it might just like make close it- her legs and, and pull <laughs> it up. You, you see the X-rays of these people where oh, the butt yeah. legs come out. It's just oh. There's one here. I just searched weird things found in bums, and there's one here. Things we won't be putting on the I, Facebook site. I don't even know if I'm going to be able to get through this, but um, this is just one of 21. I but, shouldn't um, drink at a all. A man who got a vibrator stuck in his butt didn't learn his lesson the first time. He tried to fish it out with tongs. So he got the tongs and the vibrator no! stuck in his butt. <laughs> 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 I'm just thinking of the dexterity it must take to use the tongs to pull it a plunger. A plunger. Well, I mean, you're sucking, suck trying to suck something out. Um, I think no. that that is probably ill-advised as well. You might pull something out that yes. should be remain up if there. If you <laughs> do happen to find yourself with something up your anus, <laughs> just go to the doctors. Don't try to fetch it out or get someone else to fetch. We're medical professionals now. Yeah. I love um, the look on your face. It was just like things I didn't think I was going to be saying this Sunday. I really, so if you do find something... <laughs> so if you do find something with you know stuck up your anus then make sure you don't get someone to fetch it out i I really didn't think i'd be giving medical advice about parsley and vaginas either but you know you never know what's going to happen on a sunday afternoon so true should should we tell them what we're what what they've tuned although they'll know if you're listening to this you know if you're if this is your first episode though look to be honest with you (laughs) you i don't think that we know people (laughs) first off welcome to tangent city uh i'm rachel (laughs) I'm I'm Lewis. I'm Catherine. I'm Cecilia. Now you can all you know put the, the voices to a, to a name. Now um the, the the show that we do is like you know, it's all over the place. We talk spoilers about movies and streaming and uh and then we just go off on the weird tangents about flared butt plugs. Um, I, I think part of the problem is that what we, what happens is we start recording. Um, so we're just getting into the vibe of things. And sometimes when cat presses record, we're not always aware. And we start talking about something off air. And she's like, this is it. I think we should record this. <laughs> yep. But the thing is, though, when you're saying like your people know the podcast they're listening to, that's not always the case because I've been in my car and I try to not touch my phone when I'm driving because yes. – uh, it's bad and wrong and illegal and you'll get a massive fine. Uh, although I still see people driving around with their, their phone up to their ear. Don't understand that. But- uh, I see people uh, like I saw somebody the other day going 90 in an 80 zone um, and she went in front of me because obviously me going the speed limit was not good enough for her and she was tapping on her phone like a text, I think, because it was in the little mm-hmm. holder but then she's typing in it and I'm like, you're speeding 
and doing that. <laughs> like, ah, uh, some people. Yeah, but, so yes, I'm, I'm, so, so it runs on, like, just continual. No, no, I, so what – because I've got my subscribed podcast I listen to every week and that's that's fine. But sometimes I'm like, I'll finish one podcast and go, I really want to listen to this particular podcast. I'll say uh, – Diz After Dark, for example, and then I'll press the button on my uh, my my steering wheel to go like activate the the Suri thing, mm-hmm. and uh, I'll go play podcast Diz After Dark, and then all of a sudden it will go playing podcast um, Dead After <laughs> Donkeys. And I'll go, what? No, I didn't say that. I said Diz After Dark, and then it'll start playing this podcast I'm not subscribed to. And what kind of podcast is Dead After Donkeys? I have no idea. I was just like pulling something out of someone who's been very unfortunate <laughs> and didn't use a flared base, and I just sort of pulled Dead After Donkeys out of it. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's, so some people may just stumble upon this podcast and, and all of us just go, what the hell? I really I hope they it? don't have kids in the car. That's all I'm saying. They definitely won't change. That's again. why we have the warning at the beginning of every episode. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Well, that's true. We we do have the, the start of the show welcome to tangent city so they would be aware of what they're listening to mm. but you're right though sometimes you're in the car and you're like oh podcast and like sometimes you can't touch anything so you do a siri and then you just end up listening to something random but exactly. sometimes you find some gems too yeah yeah, yeah. So, yeah well sometimes it's just continuing on from like if you have it playing or you like oh, your new ones true it'll just go from one like tofop to little dum-dum club or something do you find that yours sometimes plays like really old episodes like halfway through for some reason and it's just like, yeah, but I've that's always... normally because I'm halfway through an episode and I've forgotten to listen to the rest uh, of it. That's sometimes. maybe what I've done. <laughs> but today's tangent city is we're doing another uh, streaming sort of episode well, because there's always streaming stuff going on and, and new I thought stuff. And... It was going to be a little bit of a like new year, new us, and I thought we could clean up our act a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, that didn't go very well. Did Fuck that up for me, darling. <laughs> that did not go well. So I had this great idea. I thought, you know what? Like after the masturbation episode, I thought <laughs> we're like every single like thing is just like oh and someone rubbed one out it's just like oh no rachel really and so that was just like okay so this is gonna be the clean episode because we'll talk about cleaning nah <laughs> and that from we'll now from now vaginas. we'll be clean nah, stop it there's nothing dirty stop about it. a vagina we're, we're taking- <laughs> no. bums can sometimes be dirty well but anyway i'm sure like if you use parsley it'd be nice and fresh so i mean there's that <sighs> yeah from that point of view that's true it's, doesn't parsley help like if you eat parsley doesn't it help um, if you've got garlic breath? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Oh. That's why the Italians put parsley on everything, I suppose, because there's garlic in everything. Ooh, yeah, counteracting true. the garlic. Nice. Mm. Smart. They are so mm. smart people. Um, so speaking of smart people. <laughs> yes. Marie Kondo. I know. What a freaking champion. I love her. She's so tiny and she speaks Japanese. She scares me. Really? Oh, yeah. Because I reckon, like, even though, like, she's – like, that's the thing. is like people make assumptions based on your your size, your gender, all those kind of things, like your physical appearance. But I think that she would, like – she scares me a little bit. She's so much – like, she's got all of those clothes whipped into shape. You, you know what's funny? Uh, it does make sense, like, if you were watching, like, a Japanese horror film, that they would do something where there's, like, this tiny little um, – lady and you just think she's all good and then all of a sudden she's like and well, she turns into that. this demon thing they've done that a few times go go okay. in um kill bill yeah i still haven't seen that no yes there's a few 
I still haven't seen Reservoir Dogs. It's been 13 I years. I actually really fair. did kill Bill because, yeah. like, it's the whole anger mum thing. I reckon you dig it. That's true. Yeah. To be fair, though, Reservoir Dogs is just a mm. lot of dialogue. And a man who gets his ear cut off. Oh, that's nice. It was just, I think <laughs> it's, most really people won't you. get the reference, but um, years, <laughs> years ago when Unscripted used to be called Funky Films, we recorded this episode, uh, we recorded an ad that referenced the fact that I hadn't seen Reservoir Dogs. Still haven't seen it. <laughs> you go, that's girl. all right. To be Sticking fair, though, Tarantino yeah. Films, Pulp Fiction, Jackie Brown, Um, that's what else did he do? I like Django, apart from the end oh, bit see, where, I, I think where he comes in. And the one, I say from dusk till dawn, he didn't actually, he was just in that. So I, I just didn't that. appreciate no, when he, he was at the dusk end. Dusk till dawn, me out of the movie. Tarantino did one half and Rodriguez did, did the other really? half. I always thought it was just Rodriguez. No, that's why there, there's a point in the film where it, changes? where it all just turns into like horror. And yeah, and that's because like they co co directed it. So one did I think Tarantino did the first half. And I'm pretty sh- I'm pretty sure. Do you know what though? I hope I'm not talking out my backside. That's interesting because I always thought I knew so much about you could some talented back- about- backsides. Yeah, no, I always thought I knew so much about these films. No, so I think, maybe I, I didn't. Think, I think Cat uh, might be wrong on that one. Oh really? No, yeah. I hope never you're right. Wrong. I actually would love that if you were right. Uh, the I'm only, sure. Only listed director is Rodriguez. Really? Do you know what though? Tarantino probably had a maybe lot of like one input. wrote one half and one wrote the other half. I uh, yeah, right both uh, Robert Kurtzman and Quentin Tarantino are the writers. Oh, yeah. there you go. I really thought that that because the style really changes. It does, but uh, maybe that's just the I oh yeah. See, I always thought yeah no he didn't have any direct input like it was more just acting. But you know he was obviously involved. anyway. We got off tangent. Oh, on another we're tangent, I wonder about... if any Americans listen to us and get confused by the fact that we say yeah, no all the time or no, yeah, no. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Yeah, nah. Nah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah nah. nah. Do you want a cup of tea? Yeah, nah, I had one before. <laughs> Do you want a cup of tea? Nah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> oh man do you know what i've just realized that i probably do say that so i'm gonna stop that because that's no. freaking annoying but you Ameri- said it just that every australian says it it's no i, I don't like that Ameri- i don't like that at all yeah no i don't like that yeah, no i don't like it. <laughs> uh, look, Ameri- i do um, i like it americans say on accident so i did it on accident yeah See, that doesn't make sense it makes it like it sounds like you did it on purpose. Exactly, on accident. It makes no sense at all. <laughs> so you know, every country has got their little foibles when it comes to the way they talk. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, uh, and the Japanese just don't have any because that accent and the the language. I love the Japanese language. It's very, it's a very it's like perfect. A, way oh, of- I just love it, mm. and I appreciate I appreciated it in the tidying up. Thing. Do you know? I um, there was a post that a friend um left on Facebook the other day, Michelle Young, who she hosts um Disney Dreamgirls podcast, and she put this post up saying, "I never thought I would be sitting here enjoying a show that's got a woman showing us how to fold children's underwear." And having subtitles. <laughs> it's because you like a lot of the stuff is um, like she speaks English, but obviously Japanese being her first language, it's um, she does a lot of the talking for her to speak. Well, like that. and like I don't think that there's any harm in it unless she can't read. Then I mean, it's you know, oh, I, I think it's if you're more comfortable speaking in that language and you get to get this meshes of quash uh, a quash a quash <laughs> wow, that tea's gone straight oh, to your head <laughs> yes we are drinking a bit of tea now and um, but i i this kind of show is right up my alley because i love organizing stuff mm. and i i 
I take particular joy in in cleaning and tidying things and seeing what they look like. Yeah, your house is always impeccable. It is like... not impeccable. Oh, it is. <laughs> oh, it's not. <laughs> it's really not. Oh, really? I, I do... oh, you got a two year old, yeah? <laughs> no, no, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, no, that's right. <laughs> um, I do try to keep it tidy if I can. And yeah. laundry is the one thing that's always done. I like to make sure that my laundry's done. A lot of people are like, "Yeah, we've got that big pile in the end room." <laughs> I don't know how people do that. I just like. What is it dirty or is it clean? No, no, clean. Like oh, they clean do what? all their laundry and then they never get around to folding it and putting it away. I've been a bit like, like that in the past. I mean, sometimes that'll happen because you're busy. Sometimes that'll happen for a couple of days for us as well. You know, all the clean stuff's ready to be put away and it doesn't get around to mm. it. But actually washing them and having a dirty pile, like lots of dirty piles in the laundry that aren't washed, I can't handle that. Mm. Like we we do our washing quite regularly and I quite enjoy doing the laundry the side of things. Yeah, I, I enjoy the process. See, mm. we all have our particular things mm. that we enjoy. Um, I, I don't enjoy cleaning the kitchen. That's generally Chris's job. I hate that, but I will do always do the laundry. So when I saw this and it was about tidying up and, um, you know, doing the laundry and going through every part of your house and getting rid of things that don't bring you joy, mm-hmm. um, I'm like, yeah, this is totally for me. It was actually quite interesting. So I came to it a little bit differently. I didn't just watch the show. So I'd seen a couple of posts. Um, there's a group that we're part of um, in the Disney community that's um, sort of attached to WDW Happy Place. And it's a great little community. Everyone just talks about whatever. It's called the Tiki Tribe and it's good fun and very supportive. Mm. And people have been sort of talking about this and I was just like going, eh, cult, whatever. <laughs> so... <laughs> When we were coming back from our recent jaunt overseas, Lewis was like, do you know what we should really do when we get back? Like, not when we get back, like, straight away because it was, like, 2 a.m. or something like that. <laughs> but um, when, you know, when we're back well, in Perth, we should um, sort out all the glasses and the mugs and stuff like that. We've got way too many. Like, surely we can tidy that up because, as Cecilia would well know, you'd well know, yeah. we had, like, two shelves and yeah. it was just, like, all of these glasses and cups probably, like, 10 of each side maybe got used regularly. Two, I was going to say, there's only two of you. Mm. And when you entertain, it's not like you're entertaining that many people and no. using that many glasses. No, exactly. Because a lot of people like either drink out of the bottles yeah. or, you know, whatever. Cans or whatever. Yeah. So um, I thought I had that week off. And so I got a little bit stuck into, all right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to sort it out. I'll just work out the stuff that I know. The stuff that I didn't know, I was just like going, eh, Lewis might want to hold on to that. I text him a photo and he gave it the thumbs up, thumbs down as oh, to whether it would stay or go because he was at work. So I yeah. didn't really want to take up too much of his time. And it was a good way to do it, was it not? Mm, yeah. yeah, that was So good. I needed breaks because I couldn't be on my hands and knees and stuff, you know, sorting out cupboards the whole time. And so I thought I'll have some lunch and I'll sit down and I'll watch something. But one of the things I wanted to not do that week was sit down and just watch all the Netflix. I just didn't want to get stuck in front of the TV. I wanted to actually get stuff done. So I was really conscious that I'd just watch like bits of shows. Mm. And so I started watching an episode of um, the Tidying Up with Marie Kondo because I thought, oh, well, I'm tidying up, very apt. And I actually watched the full episode. And I thought, oh, well, that was interesting. Went back to what I was doing. And I probably watched, you know, during breaks because it took me a little while to do it. I ended up doing the plates and stuff like that as well. Mm. And it took me a little while to do it. So I probably watched two or three episodes in that time. And then I thought – I went out for lunch with a friend and on my way back, I sort of thought, oh, I might call into the city because I need some work clothes. And I got into the shops and I thought, I looked at a few things. I was like, oh, that's all right. But I don't, you know, I don't, it's not really taking me. 
And then I realized I don't actually know what I need. I'm like, I need to do it, don't I? I need to start from step one. And, of course, step one is... Oh, the very scary step of pulling every piece of clothing you have and putting it onto your bed um, or somewhere, you know, that you can access them, I guess. Yeah. And when you see it in the show, you're like, wow, that's a lot of clothes. That person has a lot of clothes. How horrible are they? They've collected a lot of clothes over time. Aren't they horrible people? (laughs) (laughs) Well, okay, I wouldn't go that far. But I was always surprised at how much people have. Yeah. And I thought, well, I guess... I've got a decent amount of clothes, but yeah, there's a lot of clothes that I don't wear. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to commit to this. And I did it on a Sunday, I think. And I started piling everything up on my on my bed. And I was like, okay, I'm sort of regretting doing this because I can now see why this is going to take me forever to get through. And then you've got to sort the piles out into um, – it's kind of – little bits of it are ridiculous because not everything brings you joy, but that's the initial thing of like – does this bring you joy? Feel it, hold it. And I'm like, no one has got time to hold every piece of clothing they own and go, does this make me feel joyous? But when I was looking at the clothes on the bed, I could automatically see the clothes that I was like, well, I may as well just get rid of that. I never wear it. Mm. And it's probably out of fashion now. So let's get rid of it. Or I wore it to death and it's, you know, I don't think I'm going to wear it again. Let's get rid of it. So mm. it was actually easy to see the stuff that I wanted to get rid of really quickly. Um, it was not so easy to look at stuff that I wanted to hold on to. But I noticed I had things like I own three sarongs. I probably never wear them anyway. Um, and maybe I'll wear one to the beach when I go, which is like maybe once a year because I'm white and I don't like the beach because sand. <laughs> and so I'm like, do I really need three of these? No, let's just pick the one I actually really like and mm. get rid of the other two. And I ended up with eight bags, four bags to chuck in the bin because the clothes were not good enough to pass on to somebody and four bags of clothes that <clears throat> were maybe work clothes that don't fit me anymore or some shoes that I generally don't wear high heels anymore. So mm. the high heels I had, I barely wore. And so they're in really good condition. And some of them are really good clothes for. Oh, are you selling any of them? No, I donated everything to a women's refuge <gasps> because I decided that um, I do have a pair of. Cute and I think we've got the same size. <laughs> um, there is one pair of shoes I need to show you that okay. I think I'll give to you. They're the, they're burgundy colored <gasps> and I, I've got a photo of them. I barely wore them. Nothing. And it's just, I, after I had, um, Bryce, my feet slightly got slightly bigger. I heard that um, when you get pregnant, like after each pregnancy, your feet basically grow by a size each time. That's insane. It, they didn't grow by a size at all. Oh, yes, please. They're just a bit dusty. but they I don't defi- care. I'll take them dust and all. Oh, they're cute. But they, cute. I barely wore them just because I, my, I've got a dodgy back, so I don't wear high heels. Oh, so, yeah. um, And then my feet grew slightly, so they're too tight. So, um, and there's also that shoes that I wore to death and they just look like rubbish Mm. and I've actually put them in a bag and I'm going to try and get them fixed. So I have my wedding shoes that don't particularly look like wedding shoes because I only spent $50 on them. But they were great shoes. They were great shoes. And I think with a little bit of tidying up, I can actually wear them again. And there's some lovely red shoes that all they really need is a new sole. So I'm actually going to spend the money fix the shoes that I have and not buy new shoes, which Great sounds idea. bizarre. But, yeah, I <clears throat> I got rid of a lot of clothes and it was a daunting prospect. And, yeah, I've, I've sorted out my bathroom drawers and oh. compartmentalised everything. I went to big uh, to Kmart and bought these lovely bamboo boxes oh, and, cute. you know, have 
they're pretty everything organized and they're all organized so like in the medicine drawer instead of it all being everywhere it's Mm. got like this is the medicine this is stuff for um you know cuts and you know band-aids band-aids and and that sort of stuff and they're all you know everything's easy to find brilliant just have to stay that way it's kind (laughs) of funny because i really thought i was going to find the process of going through my clothes a little bit difficult because i'd just done a fairly big tidy up of my clothes like I threw out a lot of stuff recently well I say recently in the last probably year and a half or so Mm. so I thought it was going to be like oh this is going to be down to the really tough stuff I found it really easy and I actually quite like the idea of actually like thanking the clothes that have given you good service as well like there were some t-shirts there like from old comedy festivals and stuff like that Mm. they were just ratty and okay I could have worn them again but like you wouldn't probably have worn them out. You probably just wear home. them. Yeah. And so like how much stuff do you need to have that you're just going to wear around home? I know. So it makes you really sort of rethink what you buy and, and what you have it's, washed. It's just kind of funny that you, you go, thank you, Clues, for your good service. <laughs> and I see that's not usually the way that I, it goes for me because usually it's like I'll go into the, the cupboard and I'll try everything on and then – Go, nah, nah, No, nah. no, no, no. I'll try it on and if it doesn't feel good, fuck you, pants, my not fitting. <laughs> Throw them down and then go the next one. And then but the- whose fault is it really? It's the pants. The pants. <laughs> I had shrunk a- in the wash. I had a boss yeah. who used to say that um, that the moisture in the air in the winter time used to make your clothes shrink. <laughs> she was gorgeous. That's lovely. I do notice that a lot of clothes do shrink in the wash though because they're bad quality. I've yeah. started to wash things in cold water. So, and you should free the environment as well. You're yes. using less electricity. It is, yes. I actually saw a photo. You know that red and white striped top that I've got? Mm. Um, I saw a photo that I took. I must have sent you a photo of me trying it on in the change room. So I had those pants. You're like, yeah, not the pants, but the top's pretty good. And it was like, it was quite a lot longer. Because you know how I was saying, oh, it feels like it's getting shorter. Yeah. I think it has shrunk <laughs> a little bit over time. Yeah, the, it, when you wash things, the quality, it just, it reduces. Yeah. Some things I've bought and they've shrunk in the wash on the first wash. And that's actually why I've gotten rid of a lot of clothes because I'm like, well, this is, I bought this at the size it was supposed to buy and now I've, you know, washed it and it's gotten tighter on my boobies. And so this is why a lot of the clothes I donated to the Women's Refuge because all of them are still in really good quality and some of those people need nice clothes to go for a job interview Mm, and they don't have them. So I was like, well, I may as well instead of, because a lot of people were putting it online that they were doing it and um, selling stuff. Well, not just selling stuff, but dumping the, uh, putting, giving them to the salvos, and they end up having so much that they can't deal with. It's too much to go through, and it all becomes rags. Yeah, mm. and um, so my friend um, Mari from from America, she said, you know, a lot of people are doing this condi thing. Can I just suggest that you look for a local women's mm. refuge or somewhere for domestic abuse victims and stuff like that, so that the clothes actually are going to someone that, and they don't have to spend money to mm. buy it because you still have to spend money when you go into the salvos. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, oh yeah, let's let's do a that instead. A lot of those places don't advertise where they are for very good reasons. Yeah, um, when absolutely. people are um, escaping domestic violence, so it's often worth. Um, calling the peak body in your state. So in uh, Western Australia, it's called the Women's Council for Family and Domestic Violence Services, mm. runs by some very awesome people. And um, in other states, I'm pretty sure that you'll find that there are similar bodies. Um, there's the Australian Council for Social Services for um, 
and that's like the peak body for social services organizations. Mm. They'll be able to give you some tips on where you can maybe drop stuff off if you don't know the local one in your area. Um, there's also, um, I ended up finding that place um, up in Kalamunda in Perth, and that's a great little organization that sort of up upcycles, is that what you call it? Yeah. Um, clothing that people have gotten rid of for similar reasons. And I think that's great because it's actually created a little business for women who and girls um because they um, go from the age of 12 um they just needed some rehabilitation for you know a number of reasons and um so they've got this little residential place but they've also got a work side of it and yeah. it's a little cafe as well i, I might pop up there at some stage that i think it sounds cool. really cool i am um, i posted on my local chat to say is there does anyone know of anything and someone posted a website so they don't have any of the dresses the addresses online they've yeah. just got the name and the phone number yeah so i called and i actually asked are you accepting donations at the moment because they might have an influx mm, and say mm. no we don't need any more yeah because they've only gotten a certain amount of space mm-hmm. and from that tidying up moving on i someone suggested you should watch consumed as well have you mm. watched any of that no have you started I have, and it makes me feel slightly ill because mm. I don't know how people live in those circumstances because it's not just, um, oh, we've got a lot of stuff. It's proper hoarding and it's all over the places. That, uh, like where people are having to climb over <clears throat> stuff in order to access. Yeah. Yep. They don't use their bedroom anymore because they've got their collection of baseball cards in there or whatever. And Are, are there people collecting specific things or no it's it's not bundles of newspapers it's just not just they've got lots of toys for their kids and the toys have taken over and they haven't gotten rid of them even though the child is obviously never going to use a baby bouncer anymore because they're five um why do you need to keep that oh because i've got the memory of that person playing it or you've got all of these old kids clothes oh that's the clothes that they wore when they came home from um, or this is what I gave them when their sister was born to say, you know, let's welcome your sister. And it's like, you know, you don't need to have all of that stuff just because it reminds you, like, maybe keep a few sentimental things, but there's no real reason to keep everything. But my only problem with the show is I don't think it – the process is they remove everything from the house apart from the essentials. Mm-hmm. They get 10 items for two weeks plus, you know, things like, plates and they remove uh, all technology so that they actually have the opportunity to reconnect as a family Mm -hmm. and then at the end they go into this warehouse and they're only allowed to keep 25 percent of their stuff and it's not that doesn't mean furniture and stuff like that they do go through that but it's the stuff that they're getting rid of right and I think you know they have to toss a lot and then keep stuff um, that's in this square but hoarding is like a mental illness it's not I don't think that this is the right way of doing it because no. you're really forcing somebody to, and it can make things worse. Like they can, they do go back in three months' time and some of the people have, you know, started collecting again and, and other people haven't because maybe they don't have, they were just overwhelmed and they didn't know how to get rid of the stuff or go through the stuff. But it's almost like this is some something the way you actually need a psychologist to help them with not mm. some person who's cleaning up your house yeah because it seems like it's probably actually a um symptom of like what they're going through like mm. anxiety and so they're trying to conf- like have some sort of control mm. oh yeah so weird. it makes me slightly uncomfortable but i i look at those houses where they've got heaps of stuff and it just makes me so uncomfortable i untidiness 
just makes me anxious. That's mm. why I, I like things all tidy and put away and I'm trying to get rid of as much stuff as possible. Um, and it's it's hard because you do need to keep some stuff. But yeah. It, yeah. It just makes me uncomfortable when there's like, I'm like, how can you but live with all about of this? training yourself to make the right decisions. <clears throat> and I think that's what I found really interesting about it was that I managed to do a lot of it with the, um, when I was doing the cupboards and then starting to watch the show while I was still doing the cupboards, I think was quite good. Mm. And then I was able to make some really good decisions with my clothes. There are still, I will say there's a couple of things I kept that I probably shouldn't have kept. Yeah. And that, I think that's okay. I think that was just a sentimentality kind of thing but I'm talking like less than five items mm. um, but it's made me think about other things in those cupboards behind you um, in those centre um, second row up three things there's three remember there was a year that I decided to pre-make cocktails for the Christmas party oh yeah and so I got those um, those big the jar glasses things, yeah. things that's got like the tap on it great idea do I need three no <laughs> <laughs> yeah but at least all your stuff was is said, like yes i was trying to tell you at the time yeah. <laughs> at least you've got boxes to hide them away like sometimes you've yeah. got people with the the open shelves and they've got like so much stuff on them and it's like well i can see everything i don't need to see everything exactly but also you know this mary condo sorry we should let you guys talk <laughs> so we will we'll stop talking in a minute but she goes through books and paperwork as well, and I think that's the part that I will find very difficult because mm. I like to hold on to my books. I think they look nice. I don't. You're only allowed thirty, apparently. Thirty books. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, that's it. That's all she'll allow. Thirty books. Oh, thirty. Uh, thirty at a maximum, which I don't. But I like to look at. Like I look at your bookcase of books, and I like. I, just, I like that too. I like looking at bookcases are cool. To me, it's like I think a, if that bookcase thing. got to like being overflowing and Lewis did a big clean out of it some time ago. And so I don't think that the books are a problem. I think papers are. I think we've yeah. got so many bits and pieces from different travels that we've done that it is a problem. Like I don't mind my little row of recipe books up there. I think it's all okay. I don't think that's necessarily a problem. I think it's about identifying the things that are – not necessary. Like clutter versus collection. Yeah. yeah. And for you as well as yeah. an individual because everyone's so different. I think mm. the paper is where I would really struggle with because I've got lots of letters that I've written back and forth with friends, a mm. lot of stuff that I've written back and forth with Jeff. I don't. I think yeah. it would be very hard for me to get rid of But I think it would be important Jeff. for you to have a Jeff box and keep it because mm. yeah. it was a big part of your life. And then there's other stuff that – like I was a prolific writer when I was young and so I've got all these half-written books and books of poems and like I – I've got lots of paperwork because I wrote lots of stuff. Yeah. So how am I supposed to get rid of that but you, sort of you stuff, you know? You just organise the way that you keep it. Yeah. Boxes, lots of boxes. Yeah, it's not about getting rid of it, but it's about organising it in a way that it's there, but it's kind of, you know. It's there so you can actually look at it as opposed to yeah, it's like here somewhere. Yeah, finding it when you move house in 20 years' time yeah. or whatever. Yeah, and bits and pieces all over the place. So yeah, I do need to tackle the sentimental and... things. I think that's going to be my hardest but I can thing. understand why that might be hard because then you you have this urge to look at things and they can bring back memories. It's and sometimes a very long process. Good memories as well. Yeah, it's sometimes a very, they very are long good process. memories. So. Just make sure though, when you're throwing things out, uh, just uh, consider that uh, the value of it. Just to make sure you don't throw out something that's actually that's actually worth something. When when Kat and I were on this uh, flight to uh, uh, to Hong Kong and, and Shanghai, the Cafe Pacific had a like series of ads that played before everything you watched, <laughs> which I find really. T- Tedious and frustrating on flights. Like it's a like we know who we're flying with. Thank you. Yeah, you know who you're flying with, and if you're seeing the ad 
once, then every time you watch a TV show... You just fast forward to 2 minutes 33. Yeah, I know. I know. Anyway, <laughs> but one of the ads was this guy who walks into a bookshop and goes, oh, I just need to get rid of these uh, these books. I don't need them anymore. He obviously saw Marie Conti, Kondo? Uh, Con- What's it? Kondo, Marie I think. Kondo. Kondo, yeah. Marie Kondo must have just watched it because he looked a bit Japanese. I don't know. Uh, but he... Um, he did the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> he he went. Uh, he brought the books in, and then the uh, the girl by the counter, just a young girl, mm. uh, was like looking through the books, and then came across one that was like, "Oh, this looks weird." And then the father went, "Where did that come from?" And he said, "Oh, this guy just dropped off one." And he googles it. And it's like two thousand bucks. Oh, and he's like score! And then the guy comes back in the next day and goes, "Oh, excuse me, uh, so I've got to get one of those books back." And the guy goes, "Yeah, I know which one you're talking about," and grabs the expensive book and gives it back to him. And the guys are, oh no no no, not this one. Do you mind if I have a look through them? And he looks through, and then one of them is from his dad, saying like, "You know, I hope this Aww. brings you joy and whatnot." Oh, what was it? No, it wasn't about bringing joy. It was um, yeah, good ideas or something. Yeah, what book was it? I can't remember. But it's uh, so, so he goes, "Yep, that's the one. Thank you very much." And he walks off. And then the uh, the father looks out the door and goes, "Return the book." And then the good the girl, the girl runs out and finds a guy Aww. and gives him the expensive book back. But it was all about like you know uh, value. doing the right thing. Or- it was all about value, yeah. like. Yeah. Because yeah. the guy values yeah. as opposed to monetary value. Yeah, mm. yeah. But I, I think that's why these cleanup jobs take so long because you do have stuff you have to put online and sell because some of it is worth something financially, and you may as well try and get some money out of it. And that's why the process takes so long. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've got that much that's actually worth much. But mm. you know, it, it's I don't know that you can't just toss stuff if you think it might be worth money. Hmm. and give it to the salvos and it's like I could have got like we've got a coffee maker that we're going to sell yeah because what's the point of giving it to the to the salvos I don't think you can give like electronic items to them anyway oh okay I think there's something to do with like yeah because if they sell it and it burns down someone's house that's probably a bad bad thing so yeah 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 then and secondhand electronics, yeah, yeah. I think. We barely used our coffee maker, so we're just going to get what rid of it. What kind of coffee maker is it? Yeah, I know. It's just like, all of a sudden everyone's oh, <laughs> going, oh, coffee. It's, yeah, just, it's just because it doesn't it, – uh, we've had a coffee – my mum's got a coffee maker. It's DeLonghi, I think, as well, or Breville or something. Anyway, but, you know, you press the button to make the coffee and mm-hmm. it stops when you've got the appropriate amount of coffee, mm-hmm. uh, whereas this machine, you've got to guess – how much is the right amount I've of coffee? I've got that one, and you've got to flick it off yourself. Yeah, but I don't know how much is the appropriate amount of coffee. I've just learnt like what suits me. Like I have like a. Like, I never. I can never make a one. good coffee. Like fill a small one of these up, and then I'll pour it into a bigger cup, and then put the milk in because I know that that much coffee is what I want. Like a full amount of coffee. Yeah. So you're supposed to fill it right to well, the that's, top. Well, that's me. I have very strong coffee, so you might be different. I don't know. I have yet to make a good coffee with it, so I'm just going to give up. Whereas with my mum's coffee maker, I made a good coffee every single time. Oh. So anyway, we should move on. What else is on Netflix? <laughs> well, um, actually, before we yeah, talk about I was going to mention um, uh, Lemmy Snicket's uh, series on Fortunate Events because that's just got its the last third and last season has been released. But before we do that, you guys watched Bird Box yeah. and uh, you also watched um, Black Did you watch Mirror. the Black Mirror thing? I haven't seen it yet. Is it still oh, on? Even I thought they would have taken watched it off. It, we watched now. it last night. Okay. Apparently there's five hours, five and a half hours worth of footage wow. for all of the Choose Your Own Adventure things. So yeah. this is... Oh, careful. We're not calling it that. <laughs> Alternate storylines. We, we might get sued by because the thing is that like when, that's not saying about it being taken down. Yeah, 
When, oh. whenever anyone told me about Bandersnatch, yeah. yeah, whenever anyone told me about Bandersnatch, they said it's this thing where it's a branching story where you get to a point and then you choose one of two options and it goes into another direction. So choose your own adventure. And they're like, yeah, yeah. And apparently in the, the show, I suppose if you watch the right branch, uh, then they actually reference choose your own adventure in there. Which was a big mistake oh. uh, because now they're being sued by the creators of Choose Your Own Adventure. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. right. Yeah. So they might remove some stuff, but yeah. it's it's based on. A, so it starts out with a. I won't go into too much detail because you guys haven't seen it, um, and you have to watch it on a PlayStation or something where you have the choice of pressing oh, yes or really? no. You can't yeah. just watch it on a normal TV. You have to be able to select with a controller, oh, like okay. you know, a joystick to go left or right. Oh. so oh, see, I thought you could still watch it on Netflix. No, no. See, I wondered about that. I, I did. I thought because oh, we went to seem... watch it on our normal Netflix, and it says, "Sorry, you're not watching it on something that yeah. you can make choices with." Um, but some of the so. This dude has a book. It's set in 1984. He's got a book called Bandersnatch, which is sort of like a choose-your-own-adventure type book, um, which apparently is based on a, a game uh, that never got made back in the 80s. So there is some backstory to it. Um, but he decides to make this book into a computer game. And so that's where the story, story sort of starts. He lives with his dad. And then you make choices of whether he's going to work for this um, computer game type place or if he's going to go and make the computer at home. Mm. He's got choices where he's um, he's got a psychiatrist because something happened with his mum and you've got choices about whether you want to talk about your mum or whether you don't want to talk about your mum. And I won't go into all of the choices, but the story is not very good. So I wonder whether the idea would have been better if the story was actually interesting, but the making choices is actually part of the story as well. Right. So, but, it, and also the choices, it's almost like you don't have a choice. You've got to do this mm. or do that. And sometimes you've made a choice and then it tells you, okay, go back and, and are you going to do this or that? And you have to go back oh. and make the other choice because oh. that's the choice that they really want you to make. Oh. And then it's almost like they're not really giving you a choice. And that's the whole point of the story anyway because the guy is almost like feeling like he doesn't have a choice, uh. like he's being controlled by something. So you get to feel like <laughs> the character feels. Yeah, so it's all kind of connected in that way. But the story's not that entertaining to mm. start off with. <laughs> so, And we watched it with my mum and I think we ended up watching it for about an hour and a half or something because it um we ended up getting two different endings because you can either exit credits or you can go back and um make another choice and then follow on from there okay so you can actually have quite a few different endings if you choose there's five different endings in total so uh, and there's there's some little choices where you can either throw the computer or throw your tea at the computer apparently brit's are less likely to throw the tea on the computer than the rest of us. That's interesting, like seeing like different demographics, the choices that they make. Yeah. Mm. So it's it's interesting, but it's not, it doesn't, yeah, it wasn't as great as I was hoping it to be. It's not as exciting as it sounds. Mm. So when I was telling my mum, because she was over last night, that Black Mirror is kind of futuristic and it's about technology. It is still about technology. It's like, oh, that's 
because she loves The Matrix. She's like, yeah, I'd really be into that sort of stuff. And so we were talking about the good episodes she should watch. Mm. And uh, we're like, oh, maybe don't watch the first episode. <laughs> Just skip that one, Mum. And she's like, why? And we're like, we can't really It's not really technology-based. You won't enjoy it that much. But she's like, oh, well, now I'm intrigued. I'm going to have to watch it. Oh. And I'm like, oh, okay, well, tell us when you have watched it, but maybe watch some <laughs> other episodes before you watch the first one. <laughs> this is like, we're going to have to explain some stuff once we're done with that episode oh, <laughs> oh, oh, just... but yeah and we and we watched bird box as well you and i yes we did watch i really bird box. pushed myself to watch that interesting film oh, oh, yeah. oh, is it a movie it is a movie it's got and, and the thing is is it you think it's good because it's got sandra bullock in it yeah. i mean she's a pretty good actress they spent a fair amount of money this is the first time that netflix has really tried to do go the traditional route because they've they're getting to be known as the the people that will take on movies that nobody else wants to produce Mm -hmm. and that's recently happened with the Sherlock Holmes one that one's so bad that Netflix said no like that's the whole (laughs) joke about that that's the Will Ferrell I'm so glad that it is actually bad because I spent a lot of time and energy saying to Lewis I'm not going to that preview if you get tickets well, did we even get tickets to no, it? No, no we didn't. didn't. I no. reckon that's because they didn't want reviewers to see it. Yep. <laughs> um, but Bird Box, you do think it's going to be good because it's got Sandra Bullock and a black, black, black. Um, and the lady from Speed. Sandy B. <laughs> yeah, from the blind side, which is funny because oh. blind. Anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> so do you want to go through the premise? The premise is it's a post-apocalyptic film. It starts out pretty quick. So all of a sudden, people just start killing themselves for no good reason. So there's this mystical – I don't know if it's a creature or it's like a – Demon or a spirit. They never really tell you. So you don't actually see it. So people will see something in the distance. I don't know what it is. And then all of a sudden, they'll just kill themselves. So you have to hide. So you can't look at anything. um, Otherwise, it'll get you. And, yeah, so Sandra Bullock finds herself in a, a home with a couple of other people. Oh, including John Malkovich, which yeah. um, you, you got to mm. question his taste in films, so um, the ones that he picks to do. And I, I don't get why people really like John Malkovich. He's too over the – he's a bit extra for me. He is, but I do like the film John Malkovich. <laughs> being, being John being, Malkovich. Being John Malkovich, <laughs> sorry. Um, I love that film for some reason. It's so bizarre that I just really enjoy it. But um, back to Bird Box. Yeah, so to ensure your safety, you have to cover your face, or your eyes, so you can't see anything. Um, otherwise, if you're inside and everything's blocked out, as long as you're not outside, open eyes, then you should be fine. And um, they just have to survive. And um, yeah, I suppose so I'll bring this quickly because it probably makes some spoilers. Oh, Was I allowed yeah, to do that? I guess. Or did you want me to cut that out? Do you want to cut that out and you should do it, I'm Rachel? No, no, no. I just mean these guys haven't seen it, but oh. whether or not they're actually going to see it or not. To be honest, no. I don't. Think I don't it, think Cat will. No, I don't know. If, yeah, it's, it's kind of not worth seeing. No. To so be honest, it's okay. So. I think we're going to have yeah. to do the spoiler. Yeah. You do it because you better. Are you, are you like, no, I mean, are we okay spoiling yeah, yeah. for you? Yeah, because like the only thing that I know about this movie is that they've got um, 
they've got people walking around with blindfolds and all I do see on the internet is these memes that have been created for <laughs> Disney where it's just like Sandra Bullock like rowing the kids or like holding the hands of the kids and going through like Disney Bush. stores saying oh. it's the only way that it won't get all my money. Oh. <laughs> it's it's kind of you really, really have to suspend your disbelief in this film because if you start getting into it, there's so many things that don't make sense. Is it a physical thing because you have a shadow? Uh, is it um, not a physical thing because now you're just seeing um, kind of wind moving yeah. the trees? And what are you actually seeing? And then there's a thing right at the start where they talk about it being your greatest fear, but when it gets towards the end, she's hearing voices of people who have already gone. And yeah. then you have the sight of people who have got mental issues who really want you to see it. So does that mean if they yeah. see it, it's not an issue for them or are they becoming like a servant to the demon? Or like there's no real... Yeah, you really have to ex- – and why can't they come inside? Is it like a metaphorical thing or is it actually a monster? Because there is that whole thing where people who do already have mental illnesses can see it. Mm. And what are they even seeing? What are they seeing? That's the thing. I don't know. You just hear wind. So you get no resolution. Yeah, it's, it's like honestly, the monster in loss. You just hear wind. And then- is, that's a really good way of saying it That in that first, in that first series mm. where it's like – what is There's it? something like out there. It's similar yeah. to The Happening with Mark Wahlberg and Zoe just oh, – I can't say her name. The, the ch- Deschanel. Yes, thank you. you said it per- yeah, so in that film, people just start killing themselves for no reason. And Oh, is that basically what yeah, happens? Yeah, and oh, okay. all you do is you – and it turns out that it's the trees, like something in trees are doing it. It's really bizarre, like plants are killing people. And that's what I got. About from- time they got their own back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're gonna chop my family down. I'm gonna kill you. Um, but in this film, um, Sandra Bullock is also. I keep touching the microphone. Um, oh, I sorry. hadn't noticed you doing it this much. Now. I, I thought, you know, just- our little girl's grown up so much. She <laughs> barely touched the microphone. Sandra Bullock she hasn't is it yet. Uh, also <laughs> pregnant as Still well. Time. So there's these kind of two timelines. It flashes uh. back to um, when she's rowing down the river with a couple of children trying to get them to safety and then it flashes back to how she got to the river in the first place. Most of it is a flashback to, yeah, to be yeah, fair. Yeah, to be to, fair. To where things originally happened yeah, because right. it starts, she's pregnant, her sister takes her to get her um, ultrasound. ultrasound. Yeah, thank you. I'm the one who's done like 50 years of what you know what they're called. Um, <laughs> but, you know, she's really not ready to be a mum. It wasn't uh, it's not what she wanted to happen. She's, mm. It's just like an accident. She really hasn't come to terms with the fact she's going to have a kid. Yeah. So she's not maternal at all. No. And even later on when the kids are there, she's also not maternal because she hasn't even given them names. They are called boy and girl. Oh. So. Uh, and she refers to them as boy and girl. Yeah. yeah. She it, yells at them a lot as well. <laughs> she's, Doesn't she? She's not. And they call her Mallory. So there's no because that's her character's name, mm. there's no connection to them really at all. I think she's really trying to um, disassociate herself with them so that she doesn't – because I guess if she feels loved, she's going to feel hurt, so she's choosing true. not to love them. Mm, true. I just want to talk about the scene, though, where they go grocery shopping. and <laughs> like, They're driving over dead bodies so and stuff. They get into the car, right? <laughs> They paint, to, out they paint all of the windows. Out. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they've got their blindfolds on too as well, I think. Yep. They ta- yeah. No, 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 they don't have their blindfolds on. They've just painted all of the windows. Yeah. And they get into the car. And, and they've they covered use- the camera <laughs> as well because um, they they did a test with the cameras at the house. 
they tied somebody up to make sure he wouldn't kill himself and made him watch it on the cameras, on the house cameras. He, spoiler, he still killed himself. Because <laughs> he saw it. it. Um, we don't know what it is, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they're in the car, but the sensor, they're using the sensor in the car. You oh, know the, the beep, 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 beep. Yeah, 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 to, like, navigate. Oh, but at please. this point in time, prior to this, when Sandra Bullock is trying to find, like, somewhere to go when it's all happening there's cars blowing up there's people dying the streets would just be full of stuff Mm -hmm. yet they're just driving down the street Mm -hmm. there's a couple of like he's like turning turning they run over a few dead bodies but i just feel like they would have run into something a lot sooner like a power pole like a power pole letterbox like five cars this is really where you have to suspend disbelief. Uh-huh. Yeah. And there's a lot of comparisons with Quiet Place and I think that's why they tried to make sure it wasn't an alien because that's uh, what happens in Quiet Place, I think. Um, but it really doesn't make sense. If it can't come inside, then it's not doesn't have physical – it's not a physical thing that they're looking at. But then why is it causing a shadow and also why is it doing the beep, beep, beep when it comes near the car if it's not physical? Like there's just so many things about this film that are just so stupid. And it it just wasn't good. Like I I got halfway through it and I had to pause it because Bryce woke up and I'm like, oh, my God, I've got another 54 minutes of this. (laughs) Do I really have to watch it? And I watched the rest of it before bed last night and I was like, that was just not worth it. Oh, really? So... Yeah, but I'm glad I watched it to the end just so I could see how it finished. But it's still, like, the whole thing makes no sense at all. And I'm like, well, I guess where are they making food? Because they all need to eat food. And obviously you can't just go down to the grocery store. So Is it possible that she made up this, like, maybe she went into some sort of, like, dark dive and maybe this is all just her inside her head head processing the fact that she doesn't want to have kids and maybe she ended up like in such a mental state that she just sort of retreated into her mind and created a post-apocalyptic world to deal with it all. (laughs) (laughs) It's possible. That's exactly what I reckon. No. Um, I don't know. You know what? I think maybe you're right. Maybe it's all metaphorical. Maybe it's symbolism. Mm. Maybe it's got to do with, I don't know. I really. It's just dumb. I think Maybe when we're stuck inside this wacky Broadway night. Yeah, I just this feel wacky like... blindfolded nightmare. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like if if you want to have a film with underlining kind of what's the word? Like an underlining context or you know, theme, mm. then that needs to be evident, but that wasn't even evident. So I no. think if it was about like her postnatal her, issues yeah, or whatever. That, that wasn't evident. So I don't know. I think this was just trying to be a quiet place and it just didn't They approached compare. it like a drama, which they any good horror, if you approach it like a drama mm. um, that just happens to be happening in a horrific scenario, then they normally are good and I think that's why a quiet place is good. But, again, I don't think I can suspend my disbelief for the quiet. I haven't seen that, but I'm just like – They've got kids. What did they do to keep them quiet when they were babies? See, like it doesn't make yeah. any sense to me. A quiet place. <laughs> kids I are not think quiet. Needed to be seen on screen for me personally. Instead of at home, you yeah, mean? yeah. I just I've, I've not needs, seen it yet. I, I don't know. That film made me cry though, as well. So yeah. I don't. I just thought that was so well done. It was in my top ten. I thought it was yeah. really well done because there are times where you have to make noise, mm. and that's when shit gets real. Yeah, like when you're doing real. a shit. How is um, it? So, 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 so in a quiet, so in a quiet place. Sorry. 
sorry. I'm not sorry. We have. We talked about poo last episode. Oh, sorry, yeah. So why? We talked about bums today, not necessarily yeah. poo. Yeah. Anyway, let's let Lewis sorry, talk. Sorry, Lewis. So in a quiet place, they have the kids after the shit's hit the fan? She is pregnant and she has to give birth. Yeah. Oh, okay. there is, But right, she right. has had – she's got two kids already, but yeah. they were babies when it occurred right. originally. Yeah, look, I th- – no, I th- I honestly think that this yeah I think it must have happened afterwards. But she is pregnant and she does have to give birth. Mm. Um, and that's a very tense scene because you know you have to make noise. So God, yeah, that's, yeah, it's weird. That's weird. Yeah, you don't have to. You can meditate. That's right. Mm. But yeah, no, a quiet place. I think it, it worked. Bird box did not work. <laughs> is is what I'm getting. Well. Uh- and also the uh, yeah the quiet place challenges are a lot easier. Just like people like not doing stuff. Like people are idiots. Like there's this whole blindfolding yourself and then trying to do things. It's oh. just like there's a damn good reason you don't do that because it's stupid <laughs> and you'll die. So don't don't uh, blindfold yourself and try to yeah. cross the road. Have no. someone or has drive someone died? Hey, has someone actually died? I don't think they've died yet. I think like people have tried these things and like eventually <laughs> someone will die. Like, Disneyland someone- Paris tried to make some cookies. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to drive cars. Yeah, blindfolded. Like uh, that's that's no. irresponsible. You know from the what? fact that you can Darwin theory injure somebody else. Yeah, but it's not Darwin. So. Injures if you take out somebody else. No, who's not involved I know. In it, so it's, this it's is true. Ridiculous. Yeah. But anyway, uh, on to something that I actually thought was really good, and it was such a surprise. Like I just did not know it was it was going to happen. Uh, it was Lemony Snicket's A Series of Unfortunate Events, the TV series? Mm. Uh, because uh, we spoke about this before, I think. But um, had you tried to read the books previously? I haven't tried to read the books. No. The books are so dry that you really need Patrick Bo- Patrick Warburton. Yeah. yeah, you really need to have that sarcastic kind of tone that actually this takes. And I'm going to go back now and actually reread the books because I found them a little bit too dry for my liking. But if I can have that tone in my head, I think it'll work now. Are they young adult books? Oh, very young. Like maybe... um, Ten? Like the first Harry Potter book maybe around that kind of reading level. Yep. Um, But I ended up with it. My grandmother brought me one of the, I think, the third book. And so we ended up collecting them after that. Mm, mm. But it's a yeah the the actual series. I mean, uh, you've got Neil Patrick Harris uh, as playing Olaf uh, in in this, and he's just so good because he's playing all these different characters that Olaf plays during the the, the different um, uh, seasons. And yeah, it was just a, a just an absolutely fantastic. Uh, you know, it was in 2017, so it was like 2017, 2018, 2019, done. Yeah, and. Like, that's one of the things that a lot of TV series have an issue with mm. is having an end, just beginning, middle, end, done. Traditional you know? TV shows, I think things are getting better now that they're streaming or they're trying to follow the British version of things a bit more because American TV series are often like 22 episodes and then they keep going mm. until they should stop. Because they're based on <laughs> selling advertising uh-huh. for a period of time, yeah. 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 But it's like uh, when you've got a book series like uh, Handmaiden's Tale where they get past where the books are or even Game of Thrones where they get past where the books are mm. and then you're just going, so you're just making stuff up now? Is this it, is it what's happening? And and you can tell with Handmaiden's Tale, it just wasn't as good once the they got past. The second season. Yeah, once they got past the, where the books ended. Where did the book end? Because I've watched both seasons and where did it end with her leaving I think the, it was the first, first season. season. Oh yeah! How did the, I can't even remember how the first. I think it's season quite ended. disappointing, isn't it? The ending. It's mm. um. Is she pregnant in the first season? No. Yeah. Yeah. She is. 
Yeah. And she's just pregnant. And I think she kind of gives into it all by memory. Oh, I, that's I don't depressing. think she she there's no escape. Yeah, the first oh, the second remember. season wasn't as good as the first one mm. and I almost now they're doing a third season and it's just like I I would have preferred if you just had one season done and dusted and get it like lost. <laughs> Should have been like that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Produce an amazing mini series and be done with it. Don't mm. like Life on Mars is a great example. They had two seasons and it finished and I was devastated when it was done because it was so amazing. Mm. But when it was done, it was done. Like it was like they ended they it in a arc. way that you cannot yep. Yeah, yeah, that's right. They've got an arc. It means something. Everything means something. And when it's finished, it's truly finished and it's a satisfying ending. I would have liked more episodes, but I think it just would have continued to go down. It would have gone downhill if they'd continued. Mm. Yeah. I think that's why, like, there's a lot of good series. Like, have you – are you watching Good Place? The Good Place? Oh, I tried to and oh, I just didn't couldn't get into, get into it. it. No. But one of the things I found really reassuring with that was listening to Kirsten Bell on – Mark Maron's podcast, was it? Uh, yeah. I think so anyway. And hearing her talk about like the writer and stuff and the guy who developed the show and he's actually got a plan. Like oh. there's like it's not just going to go on and on and on forever. Yeah. I was like, thank goodness because like I would watch Ted Danson until the cows come home, but it's good and reassuring to know that they're not just going to drag it on and on and on. That it's not a forever commitment. Mm. Yeah. And, I like- don't like to commit to things. <laughs> Like, yeah. I, I, like I mean, I felt a bit awkward when I found out that Chihuahuas lived for like 21 years mostly. Oh, I was just really? like, well, that's a big commitment. That is a bit. Oh. Apparently kids can live a long time too. I've heard like, yeah, it can be like up to like 80, oh, 90 years. My God. Just Sometimes as long as longer. Just as long as I don't live with you for that amount of time. <laughs> <laughs> now, but yeah, uh, but getting back to Lemony Snickets, I just, uh, I love the way that they actually structured their, their seasons as well. Like the first uh, season was the first four books and each book was broken up into two episodes mm-hmm. so it gave you enough time to like do you know do the what you justice yeah. basically and cover off on all, all the areas of it so you had that the the first season was the the first four books and i think the second season was probably um yeah the same thing we had uh, one two yeah uh might have been the next five books and then the last season was actually quite small where you just had uh three uh, the last four books were done and the last episode was just one episode rather than two. Uh, but I just thought the the pacing of it was really good. Oh, the, the humour, the the way that they actually stay true to the books and that they explained a lot of vocabulary. Mm. Um, that Yeah, I just thought it was quite and amazing. I, and I think it's one of those series is when you get to the end of it, you can kind of go back to the beginning and watch it again, but mm-hmm. with a different set of eyes mm. because of everything that's happened that you've seen. So it's, yeah, it's phenomenal. So if you haven't seen Lemony Stickers, a series of unfortunate events on Netflix, I would recommend highly checking it out. It's a really good uh, series. Um, unless it's not loading. Do you guys find that with stuff that's either just dropped or um, is very, very popular at the time that sometimes it just sits there loading for yeah, a while. Yeah, I found that with Bird Box last night. I was like, oh, it's not loading. Maybe this is going to save me watching the rest of the <laughs> At least you know minutes. that you weren't the only person getting tortured by a bad movie. <laughs> <laughs> what I, does it mean? So many people watch that movie. <laughs> Did it? You know how people can rate a movie on Netflix? Mm-hmm. I wonder actually what it's rated. Oh, you're going to go back in there and rate it. <sighs> no, I'm not going to rate it. No stars. Because no it st- means going back and looking at it. Again, <laughs> just put your blindfold on. Uh, Kat, Kat and I were, were trying to watch Titans. We watched the first two episodes of Titans, mm. which is like. And I called it. I couldn't watch anymore. <laughs> no, no, no. You What's said Titans. You, 
you said we could watch more if um, there was more sex. <laughs> no, no, no. You said we could watch more <laughs> enough sex in that movie. We could watch one episode sure. at a time, but it's like really hard to actually load an episode because everyone's watching the freaking yeah. thing. Oh, so, I see. So we watched two in a row, and the first episode we we're watching while we were <laughs> Cecilia's just killed the chair. Oh, it's just my water bottle. <laughs> 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 You're sitting on the chair. Oh, if you the chair, it would have fallen over. <laughs> but, but, but to give it some context, uh, the. I'm still talking. Sorry, God. <laughs> I couldn't watch anymore because, like, it just, like, it made me feel really squeamish because we watched the first episode while we're eating. What is Titans? It's like Teen Titans. It's like Robin um, is broken up with Batman and so he goes out on his own and he ends up collecting all these kids that have got powers. Ah, okay. Or uh, superheroes. But the thing thing is, is though, we we watched uh, the um, CW DC shows, so Arrow, Flash, uh, Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl. And they're all a certain level of violence in those shows. They're, they're violent, but they're PG-13 violent. Probably the most violent of them would be Gotham. Yeah, I suppose Gotham's a bit, bit more violent. Mm. Uh, but we watched those ones, and then Titans came on, and it's uh, Blanty's involved in it as well, who does the other DC shows. And we thought, okay, cool, this will, this will be good. I knew all about the the fuck Batman bit where like there was a trailer for oh, it and yeah. Robin just goes fuck Batman and uh, and we went okay so this is a you know a bit different and, and whatnot. Did your brain go dirty? Yes, I'm sort of. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I was trying not to laugh out loud. I was like, no, keep earlier. it straight, keep it straight. He <laughs> <laughs> just went totally gay. Uh, oh no, I meant like straight face. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I know. But the Batman uh, and Robin are keeping it gay. Yeah. But the uh, th- the first scene where you see Dick Grayson actually put on the Robin costume. And literally looks like he's killing a lot of people. It was like, uh, holy crap. He's got like blood splattered on his face and oh, stuff. It was pretty, pretty full on. Yeah. And then like the other people. A lot he, of blood splatter. Yeah. So it's a really adult kind of show. Like, uh, and I was like, wow, I'm really surprised they signed off on this. But apparently popular because we just can't get to watch that third episode. <laughs> oh, shame. I um I saw a trailer for something called Sex Education. I was interested in that one. Keeps it's popping British. up on mine as well. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny that something about sex keeps popping up. And I'm like, oh, no, it just keeps like when I go on, it's like the one thing that keeps I think because it's up, recently it's really added, it's fairly oh, new. It looks quite funny. The trailer looked funny. What's the premise? Um, so there's a, a virgin boy um, whose mum, played by Gillian Anderson, is a sex therapist. And him and his best mate start, I guess, high school and um, he is going to be the sex therapist for the teenagers, almost like in a confessional. So he can't see them, but they are asking him questions. But it's a bit weird because he's a virgin. So, um, But does he know the answers because of his mum? Apparently. Right. Right. So, And then I think his best friend might be, or somebody, I I don't know, is maybe dressing up um, as a woman and so that's that storyline going on as well and then you've got another person that he's got a crush on that seems to be like the school tart um so there's a few things going on it looks like relatively funny i think it's really cool the way that they're actually bringing a lot of trans culture into tv at the moment yeah um, what's the show that's um out it's not called yes it's called it's like a single word show. Someone was um, recommending it to me the other day. On Netflix? On Netflix. One word show. <laughs> yes. One word It's like show. a game of charades. Oh. <laughs> um, uh, oh, everyone's watching it. Easy. Really? Easy. No, it's not easy. 
Easy. Oh. Sunday afternoon. It's called you. Oh, you know what? I actually watched the first two episodes. Thoughts? I don't uh, like it. So it's got it's got Penn Badgley in it. Is that what his name is? <gasps> yes. From Gossip Girl. Yeah. Oh my god, XOX Gossip Girl. For me, he's like he was the dude in previews on my like yeah. Netflix page. It's like Sex education, you. I thought you was about a stalker. It is. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is. So, um, see, I remember him from Easy A. Oh, So, okay. basically, he works – the first episode is he works at a bookstore. Go away. Sorry. <laughs> some some chick comes into the store. He thinks she's really good looking. He stalks her on Facebook and then he finds out where she lives because he's looking at different things on Facebook and on Instagram and just puts two and two together and, and that sort of stuff and he starts stalking her and then he's like accidentally bumping into her uh. um, and all that sort of stuff and it just goes from there. But the person who's playing the person that he's interested in bland actress like it does not she doesn't interest me at all and uh, it just makes me really really uncomfortable I guess the stalker thing um, makes me uncomfortable because I can see what's going on Uh, with him being stalkerish and then most people think he's just an average quite nice dude but actually he's just really dark yeah, it is really dark and she can't see what's going on. Mm. But I I couldn't get into it, I think, because I just found the dialogue was a bit predictable and the acting was a bit... Average. Average, so I just Damn. couldn't get into it. And I've he's kind of the main character and it's very hard for me to watch a main character where he's, I suppose that's the point of the show, where he's just so horrible to watch. Does that make sense? Like yeah. his character is just too icky, mm. like mm. I can't handle the creepiness. I always finds it difficult with um, a lot of those characters that are um, really morally dubious. Yeah. So things like you're Breaking Bad where you've got this guy who's cooking or- up drugs that people are going to take. Mm. Like it's sad that he's got cancer and all, but like, you know, he's cooking up drugs and people are going to take those drugs and it's really going to mess them up. And it clearly shows that in that show as well. Um, things but like we found that very difficult as well. Dexter, I didn't find too, too bad because it was like he had like a mission, like to know, kill he, other killers. He had a moral code because he knew he was, he knew like he was a, like he knew he had to kill. Yeah. So he figured out a way to be able to kill, but kill people who deserve to be killed. But did he have to kill? Like, could he not have had some sort of therapy to, like, actually get through that? Probably. Uh, you know, like, you know. Well, I think if you're if into killing about people, a rapist, you can kill people. I'm only going to rape bad people. Mm. Like, that would have been, like, everyone would have been up in arms about it. But because it was about murder and, oh, he's just knocking off the old bad person. There's been a murder. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it. <laughs> What's that from? <laughs> it's from The Office, right? Yeah. Oh, okay. I had to do it. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, so I always found that show a little bit ridiculous mm. in some ways because I think that his um, his father or his adoptive father's approach to it was wrong because he didn't need to kill. Like this whole thing of uh, he just had to get it out of the system. Well, if everyone used an excuse for that for everything dark inside them, this society would be up. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting though because the, the other side of that was in uh, Daredevil season three, where you had the Poindexter character who becomes Bullseye, mm. and he also was a psychopath, and he went through the, all the uh, the psychological the psychotherapy and all that kind of stuff, and found a way to deal with his urges 
Uh, and then he, when he when he broke, he he really broke. He really broke. Yeah, so I know. It, that's yeah. yeah. It's, it's interesting. Like I don't know how you deal with people who have psychopathic tendencies or anything like that. Not our field of expertise. No, we're not experts. But uh. <laughs> thinking about the bad acting though made me think of that Michael Douglas show that's on Netflix. I haven't watched it yet. The Kaminsky Method. Has anyone oh, watched it? No, no I didn't. It, I, it has come really up as a intriguing. suggested thing, but I just don't. Ha- I haven't had time to look into it. And Michael Douglas stuff is generally pretty good. Yeah. So true. I might check that out at some stage. Hmm. Has anyone else got anything else that's? No, I think I think we're good. I, think I... we've uh, streamed a, a very yeah. heavy stream. I, I did. I did. <laughs> oh, oh, Jesus Christ! Heavy stream. <laughs> um, I did watch the latest season of American Horror Story, but I don't think any of you guys would have watched is American that on, Horror Story on Netflix. Um, I it is on Netflix. I don't know if the latest series is because I uh, I own I bought it, but I uh, know that it will be. It is on Netflix. I just don't know. So I thought the last season is. was the one where she they bought a house in the. Is that old? That That's like the first ago. season. <laughs> no, the house. Oh, is it? Maybe I went back and yeah, tried so to watch Murder it. Murder House is the first season. The second season is Asylum. Third is Coven. Fourth is the freak show, circusy one. The only Fifth one I've watched one all the way through. is Roanoke. Which that I Roanoke, would... yeah, that's the one I started watching and I couldn't get into. Yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea, um, American Horror Story. And number six is Colt, which is actually set in the just after Donald Trump has been elected president. So we won't oh. go into it too much. But it's a little bit more realistic than the previous seasons because it goes to show what this kind of political climate could drive people to do mm-hmm. when they hate a president or love a president so much. So it's looking at the people who hate him and the people who love him and what these two separate groups would do to either drive him out of that role or to keep him there. So mm. it, it is quite interesting. It's interesting what- you mentioned cults because I still haven't finished watching the second season of Sinner. Neither have I. I watched the I first got halfway episode th- and oh, I just thought, no. I got halfway through and I just couldn't. First season, though, was so good. I just wanted to keep watching and watching and watching. Mm. Um, So is it in the um, American Oscar, is it actually Donald Trump or is it a like a uh, place version of it? No, it's actually Donald Trump. They reference him all the time. It does go off, um, like, it's not just about – it's very strange, obviously, but it's looking at, yeah, what it could be be like and just some of the weird, wacky people uh, in the world. But also speaking of um, Michael C., was that Dexter? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think I may have talked about this last time, but Safe. Did anyone uh, ever yeah. get into that? I watched like one episode of it. Is that the one where he's actually British? Yeah, and his daughter goes missing. Yeah. I really liked that at first, but when I started to think about it, I was like, oh, why did I waste my time watching that? So We watched one episode. Did you watch it with me or did I watch it on my own? I watched one episode yeah. together, I think, yeah. Mm. It was just like, nah, never really struck yeah. me. You mm. kind of know, I think. Yeah. But if, sometimes you kind of go, oh, maybe I'll give it another another go. I basically give things two episodes, and if they don't get me in two episodes, I stop watching. If it doesn't bring you joy. If it doesn't bring me joy, yeah. I have to binge watch <laughs> something. Just- I don't have – like it, once I've stopped watching the episodes for a week or so, like I probably won't go back to the sinner because I feel like I need to start from the beginning. Yeah. And then I, don't, I just don't have time to restart stuff. So if it doesn't get me in the first two apps, like I watch Tidying mm. Up in two days, yeah. there's just only six episodes. I'm like, what do you mean? I've watched them all. What? Did you, and same with Nailed It. <laughs> I need advice it. on how to fold bras. That was one thing that that show really lacked. Like it only showed folding showed underwear. Once. Did it? No, 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 it showed it once. Oh. The ones with the heavy cups. I'll explain it after actually. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we should go. 
All right. Are we done? We're done. Do you want to wind us out, Lewis? All right. Well, thank you very much for joining us on Tangent City. If you've enjoyed this, you might enjoy some of our other podcasts on the general pop culture, such as Diz Down Under, the the only uh, weekly Australian Disney show which talks about Disney theme parks and movies and TV and and all things mouse Uh, and also unscripted the film show where I'm joined by Cecilia and Rachel and also Arda and we talk about the the films that are coming out in that week and uh, you know less potty mouth on both of those shows no potty mouth on either of those shows that's right they're very family friendly so if you have people with sensitive ears you can tune in Uh, we do say crap on unscripted Yes, yeah. That's, that's what, as far that's as it goes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, so, yeah, so do, do tune into those. Uh, we've also got Facebook pages for uh, all of the shows, so you can go to those Facebook pages and engage us in conversation. Uh, and if you feel like it, if you could write and review us. Uh, like Subscribe, you, write, review, yeah, do, rate, Do review. all that kind of stuff because it really helps other people find the show and, and people need to you know listen to Tangent City and find out uh, all this stuff that's just going through our heads. <laughs> <laughs> we have to share our brains with other people. Anyway, that's us done. Even if you don't like it, if you do give us a review, more people can find it and they can also tell you how much they hate it. Yeah. You guys (laughs) is a very good point. You guys can therefore engage in conversation about how terrible it is. (laughs) Everyone's a winner, baby. If you want. (laughs) On that positive note. (laughs) Bye. 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 This podcast has been brought to you by the Gentlemen of Pop Culture.